Happy Friday! It's July 14th and you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright and as the song of my childhood says, it's Friday, I'm in love. With a lot of things, but most importantly with the Lord today. So let's give the hour to Him. Let's give our day to Him with our morning offering. We pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What a beautiful, beautiful morning it is. The sun was coming up before 5.30. I know this because I woke up before 5.30 today, and I said, oh, well, if the sun's coming up, it's not time to go back to sleep. And uh, sometimes that's a good thing in the morning. Today, that was rough to do. I think I drifted back off a few times there. But here we are. You know, here we are together. Today on the show, we're going to be hearing from Father Schumacher with a homily called Children of Light, asking the question, why is truth necessary? We're going to wrap up the talk that we've been hearing all week from Father Carlos Martins, and Corey Grizzle's going to be with us on the show to talk about parenting in a godly manner. So that's all ahead on today's show. Before we can get to any of that, let's go to Mike Roberts and learn about the weather that's ahead of us today and this weekend, as well as our Saint of the Day. Today is the feast day of St. Kateri Tekawitha. Born in a Mohawk village in 1656 in what is now Western New York State, she was the daughter of a Mohawk chief and an Algonquin woman who had been captured during a raid. Her mother, Kahinta, was baptized into the church by French missionaries. Kateri's Mohawk village was quite diverse and made up of a number of different natives who were absorbed as full members because so many of the Mohawk nation had been taken by European diseases. Then a smallpox epidemic took both of her parents, her brother, and left Kateri disfigured and partially blind. She was adopted by her uncle who also replaced her father as the Mohawk chief. This period was one of almost constant warfare over the fur trade in western New York with the Mohawk, allied with the Dutch and the Huron, the French. Eventually, the Mohawk were forced into a treaty with the French, which required them to accept Jesuit missionaries in their villages. Kateri's uncle hated the Jesuits, who he referred to as black robes, but Kateri enjoyed talking with them and eventually was converted and baptized on Easter Sunday, taking the name Kateri Catherine after St. Catherine of Siena. Because of her conversion, she was treated as a slave and when she refused to work on Sunday was denied food. Eventually, she escaped and made a 200-mile trek to a village near Montreal and there took a vow of chastity. During Holy Week in 1680, her health began to rapidly decline and she died that Wednesday. Immediately after her death, scars and defects caused by suffering and small talks went away and she became radiant and beautiful. In the weeks after her death, several people reported being visited by her and she told one of her friends, I have come to say goodbye. I am on my way to heaven. She was canonized in 2012 by Pope Benedict XVI. St. Kateri Catherine Tekawitha, please pray for us. 
I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. I'll never forget the first time Beth and I were invited to come give a talk on marriage and family. And we were talking about parenting in a godly manner. And I made the comment that we like to be the image of God to our children. Beth is his mercy and tenderness. And I'm his wrath. I'm, I'm definitely the Old Testament expression of God. And we got a good laugh about it. But, you know, when we talk about parenting in a godly manner, that really is the goal, is to parent our children as God is calling us to and to follow the examples that he gives us. Uh, every now and then, every now and then, I wish I could just pick up a book that was the authoritative manual. This is everything you need to do for every situation you will ever encounter in your life as a parent. To date, I have yet to find that book, but I know that when Corey Grizzle comes to visit us here in the studio, we're going to at least get part of that book. Uh, Corey, it's great to have you back with us I'm gonna, today. I'm going to just, thank you, I'm, I'm just going to send you to different books. And I think the best advice my sister, I have another sister, I have lots of sisters. Uh, the best advice I ever got from another sister was, was read the books, find the things you like about it, the fit for your family, and throw the rest away. Don't ever find one book that you're going to follow to a T. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist um, because there's there's just no perfect formula to parent a child to perfection. That's just it doesn't happen. And I think we fall into this pit quite a bit when we say, OK, I'm having problems. I need something. I'm just going to pick something. I've heard somebody on the radio that I really like or I've heard somebody talk about this book or this person. So I'm just going to read this book. And if I follow all of the things in it, then clearly I'm going to have the best children. I'm going to have the best marriage. I'm going to have the best financial background, whatever. But, you know, there's just so many other things and other factors that go into it. So so what are some of those lessons? Because it, it almost sounds like it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And, and you have to draw from different sources depending on what's going on with your family. Right. And so when you get that advice from your friends or you find that great thing on the radio that, you know, is, is leading you to a book or something, um, you know, go in and get that. There's a lot of things out there, but it's not going to give you the answer. So, you know, we followed um, lots of different things in our lives through our marriage and through our parenting stages. And it's funny because, you know, so Todd's a financial advisor, right? And so he he said to me, if there is one formula for getting rich or for following the market to make sure that when you invest absolutely this way and you follow A, B, C, and Ds, like, I'd be out of a job. There's, there's no way. Just like, you know, the market is not numbers. The market is people and what we feel in our political backgrounds. And, uh, and the same thing with parenting. Like, we have these advice given to us, but then you've got, you know, a husband who has this job and this environment, and you've got uh, your job and, and your household and your family, and then the personality of all the little people in your house and you know what works for this kid is not going to work for that one so you've got this whole dynamic that is so unique to anything else I remember this is going to seem like an odd example but I remember when I used to work in parish ministry every now and then a question would come up about well how do we comp for working on this holiday or so on and so forth and it's well what does the handbook say because you know the handbook's mm -hmm. there for these situations right. we very quickly realized the handbook is written for people that work in the office Monday through Friday <laughs> 8 to 5 and not for people who work evenings and weekends and it's 
the same way with kids, because even within our own family, what works for our son may not work for one of our daughters, and Mm -hmm. what works for one daughter may not work for the others. And there are things we've done with one of the kids that we go to another kid, and they're like, you want me to do what? You know, Mm -hmm. what are you you talking about here? And then, of of course, inevitably in all of this, the book is very objective, or Mm -hmm. the blog post is very objective, or the radio is very objective. But then we go in there to say, all right, you know, the kid's disobeying or not cleaning up or whatever it may be, and I'm going to do exactly what I read or what I heard. And then the kid throws a tantrum, (laughs) or the kid says something very uncharitable, or whatever it may be. And now all of a sudden I'm hopping mad because my kid just called me something I did not think right. was appropriate to be called. <laughs> so then you have to take care of that. Like that's a whole other issue, right? But but really when they start throwing these tantrums, when they start yelling at you, when they start saying things like that, you know, we do often take those things personally, especially if we're in the store or we're in church or we're out at a park and this child just decides for whatever reason that he's going to be absolutely obstinate that day. You know, we can't take this on ourselves and say, I'm a terrible parent, I'm horrible, I'm awful, and now we're just going to scoop up and I'm going to feel bad about myself the rest of the day. You know, these things are are um, working. Our children are work in progress. We're a work in progress. Right? So everything that we're going to do is based on, um, you know, the, the type of love that we show for when they do have these tantrums. Because it'll happen. Trust me. <laughs> yes, it will. And I just want you to know that as the guy on the Catholic radio station, and I love my kids, and on the whole, my kids are incredibly well-behaved, but we have those moments to this day with all of the age ranges of our children where they do things that just make us bang our heads against the wall mm. and say, why are my children behaving like this? <laughs> no one is immune to it except right. the Blessed Mother. And this is this is incredibly um, because we talked about adult parenting last time, and when we have our adult children uh, in this in this mix, and they choose and they do some things that we don't necessarily agree with, and maybe they might it might make us angry, whatever their choices are, and maybe they're not going to church, or maybe they're you know making poor decisions with their children or their finances or whatever, and we feel like we need to say something, and maybe we do. Maybe that is our you know we have to have some type of advice just to just to say it, just to get it off our backs and then just let it go and say, okay, this is what I think you should do. And then walk back away and say, but you do what you need to do. Right. Um, but you know, one of the, one of the things that sticks in my head, like I said, all of these different books that I've read, I just pick out what I like and I, and I'm, you know, the certain things pick uh, stick in my brain. One of them definitely is Dr. Ray saying to us, you know, even Jesus couldn't make everybody follow him and do what we need to do in order to reach heaven. What makes us think what makes us think that we can do that to our children or to anybody? You know, so we can say our piece and what we believe, and we can absolutely give our advice, but that doesn't mean we have control over what their decisions are. Um, you know, definitely when I think through, and and I'm a big picture person again. Like this is my big picture. I want to set these wide goals, but they do need to be accomplished. So we teach them about God. So how do we do that? You know, we talk about the children's books and we talk about, um, you know, sending them to a school or sending them to uh, a vacation Bible school or something that will teach them about God and Jesus and all of his mercy and his justice, his redemption, the hope that comes with all of that, and that that he is love and he is real. And we, we express that in our homes and, and with the people that that are out there. So, so that's definitely always a goal is to just continue teaching them all the time. Um, give them all the opportunities you can friends and education and the strength and creativity that they need to grow. 
also to give them um, as much freedom as is appropriate. We're not going to allow the three-year-old to walk down the street um, as much as he wants to. Um, you know, we're going to allow the teenagers to have a little bit more freedom and to say, "Where are you going? And when will you be home?" And then, you know, we're not we're not checking up on them all the time. Um, but then there's also establish those boundaries. So boundaries between you and them, boundaries between them and other people um, that they should not cross. And so that there's this, you know, there's this wide range, but also here's boundaries, right? And then they can learn consequences that way too. Also, make sure your words and actions always leave the door open for a soft place to land. That's my biggest thing right now with my adult children is that the words that I say and the actions that I do need to make sure that they are not afraid to come back when they go on their journey and they make their mistakes and they do these things that they always know, okay, mom's not going to be too mad if I come back and I ask for forgiveness, you know? And yeah. so I, I don't, I haven't had that issue yet, but I want to make sure that all my words come out and all my actions, you know, and I would hope that they would come to me and say, that was not very nice of you to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Corey, it's always great to talk with you about parenting here on Roadmap to Heaven. We are going to take a break and looking forward to the next time you're back. Stay tuned for more. Prayer for the Gift of Prudence Jesus, artful master of parables, your prudence eluded the hypocrites. Your actions were known before creation, displaying all the wisdom of your prudence. Eternity must have attended to minutia. Being prudent in your best interest, you considered all potential consequences, securing the outcome of your earthly life. Grant me the prudence to always be cautious, and sensitive to the basic needs of others. Jesus, you have shown great foresight. Prudence truly originates from your being. Amen. Here's our catechist question on this Friday morning. In the Nicene Creed, which we say on Sundays in Solemnities, there is a word that expresses that Jesus Christ, the second person of the Holy Trinity, is one in being with the Father, the first person of the Holy Trinity. What is that word? That Jesus Christ and the Father are one in being. Two distinct persons, but one in being. That word is consubstantial. They are the same substance. It's a great word, and it's one that, you know, as we were talking about parenting just a few minutes ago with Corey, it's, it, perhaps talk with your children about the word consubstantial. And that is our catechism today. We are going to get you another check of the weather here and then our daily dose of encouragement. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Prayer for vocations. God, our Father, who wills that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of your truth, we beg you to send laborers into your harvest and grant them grace to speak your word with all boldness so that your word may spread and be glorified and all nations may know you, the only God, and him whom you have sent, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Our Lady Queen of the Americas and Mary, Mother of the Franciscan Missionaries of the Eternal Word, pray for us. It has been a very prayerful week here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement as Patty Schneier has helped us explore several litanies for personal devotion. And Patty, I'm sad to say that we're wrapping up the week, but I am always happy to get this last encouragement because 
Well, these litanies have been wonderful. Well, we've talked about the Litany of Consolation by Father Peter John Cameron. We did the Litany of Trust by Sister Faustina Marie Pia, a Sister of Life. Yesterday, I shared the Litany of Compassion for the Sick by Father Paul Hazing, President Rector of Kenrick Glennon Seminary. And today is another litany that Father Paul Hazing has written and shared with me and gave me permission to share with all of you. This is called the Litany for Men in Christ, Men of the Church, Men for Others. Think about men that you know. Think about young men, and this might be a prayer that you can share with them. It is very beautiful. I love this. Okay, here's what he wrote. A boy wants to have fun. A man wants to do his duty. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy does not think according to system. A man attempts to order his intellectual world. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy is concerned that he be liked. A man is concerned that he be respected. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy is infatuated with the immediate. A man looks to ultimate consequences. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy is often ill-mannered and ruled by his feelings. A man keeps himself in hand. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy is mainly self-focused. A man looks out for others. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy often shirks responsibility and is easily forgetful of it. A man desires responsibility. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy is quickly discouraged by obstacles. A man is not easily turned aside from his purpose. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy is impressed by show. A man looks more deeply at character and principle. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy views women as a source of self-indulgence. A man looks to honor and protect women. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy needs external discipline to stay on the right path. A man imposes his own inner discipline. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy engenders chaos in ordered situations. A man orders the chaos he encounters. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy looks at rules as something to get around. A man sees the purpose of rules and honors them. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy is quickly distracted. A man is focused and steady. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy looks to be praised. A man looks to express gratitude to others. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy works in fits and starts and leaves jobs unfinished. A man finishes his work. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy tends to brag and strut. A man does not exalt himself, but lets his actions speak. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy whines and complains at difficulty. A man does not complain, but either acts or endures. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy is distracted by things of little importance. A man stays concerned with important matters. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy avoids serious commitment. A man looks for the right commitments and makes them. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy wants a mother to care for him. A man wants a wife as a partner in mission. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. A boy waits passively for life to happen to him. A man takes initiative according to his ideals. 
Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. And finally, a boy dreams only of his own accomplishments. A man helps others into their full maturity. Jesus, give me the grace to desire it. I just thought that was beautiful. I think for all of our young men out there to read this, to see where they fall on some of these important qualities of what does it mean to be a man for Christ, a man of the church, and a man for others. That's what this litany is, written by Father Paul Hazing. Once again, another great litany for us and one that we will be happy to share at OurCatholicRadio.org. Speaking of sharing, if you've liked this week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, be sure to share it with your friends. They can find the Daily Dose of Encouragement wherever they like to get their podcast, or you can share it with them from OurCatholicRadio.org. We are heading into the weekend, and I don't know about you, but I am looking forward to catching up on some rest. But we also have a lot planned tomorrow with the family. We've got our parish picnic, which, by the way, come on by. Our Lady of Sorrows on South Kings Highway in St. Louis, Missouri. We'll be there from noon to 10 p.m. having a, a great picnic. And we invite you to come by, as well as our friends out at St. Bruno Parish in Pinckneyville, Illinois, also having a church picnic this weekend. Theirs begins, it looks like 3.30, but they're going to have all sorts of things, a country store, kids' games, even an escape room, bingo, fried chicken dinner, and more. They, you know, it's just going to be a beautiful weekend, we hope, once this weather tonight passes. But, you know, as fun as church picnics are, there are some more important things to attend to. And this is not an either-or. This can be a both-and. We can have our fun at our church picnics or whatever you're doing this weekend, but we also have to remember to keep the sacraments and our Sunday obligations first and foremost in our attention. And so have that plan. If you're Maybe you are going to a church picnic. Maybe you're going on a little day trip someday this weekend. When are you going to go to Mass? Do you need to get to confession? If so, when are you going to go when are you going to go to confession. One of the things I often fall uh, victim to is I, I do not do well when I'm outside in the sun and then I push myself to be out for a lot longer than I should be and then the next day I feel terrible. Now as much fun as I want to have tomorrow, I have to remember to, to pace myself because if I miss mass on Sunday because I was irresponsible tomorrow, that's not a good thing. We want to be responsible and we went to attend to our Sunday obligation. And after a busy week here at the studio, a busy week with family, I tell you what, I am looking forward to 8 o'clock Mass and then just a day of nothing at home with the kids, reading books, doing puzzles, whatever it may be, but just spending that time with them. Let's give thanks to God for our show today and for our time together this week. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In your charity, if you could pray for all the churches having picnics this weekend that we are blessed with good weather, uh, we'd very much appreciate that. In the meantime, thanks for listening to Roadmap to Heaven on this Friday morning. It's been our joy to be with you. I'll be back with you next Monday. And, uh, well, you just have to tune in to find out what's in store. Until then, remember what the Blessed Mother asked us to do. And when your mother asks, the correct answer is yes, I'll do that. She asked us to pray the rosary each day. And 
every day. So do not forget to pray your rosary today.